welcome to Cos Stories, the podcast for cosplayers by cosplayers. MCM London is just around the corner, and what better way to get in the mood than to delve into a beginner's journey? Shark Cosplay celebrates her one year of cosplay at MCM, so I sat down with her about her journey so far. Enjoy. So I am here with Shah Cosplay. Charlotte, how are we? Hey, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. I'm uh, pleased you've uh, taken the time to uh, sit down and chat with me. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. I want to talk about your story. Relatively new to the cosplay community. So let's start off there. How did you find the cosplay community? How did you get into it? How did you catch the bug, so to speak? So I've always been interested in the idea of dressing up. Like I actually found some photos on Facebook from like back in 2012 of me just randomly dressed up in like Harley Quinn. There was a Mad Hatter. There was something else, but I can't remember what it is now. And I didn't know cosplay was a thing. I had no clue back then it was a thing. I just enjoyed dressing up. Um, And then fast forward, I joined TikTok uh, last year just for like some geeky things. And I started speaking to some people. They asked me if I was going to MCM. Uh, so I, I went. And it was just a whole new experience. Like, I did cosplay at MCM. Uh, that was funny. It wasn't like a proper cosplay or anything. It was actually awful. But no, it was, it was just like, it opened up a whole new world. And at first I thought I was just too old for it. Which now I say it sounds absolutely ridiculous. But no, it's just freeing, really. And I love it. That's brilliant. I love the fact that you use the term freeing. It's definitely a, a method of escapism for most of us. Oh, 100%. Uh, you kind of caught the bug the same sort of way that I caught the bug in the sense that my addiction to throwing fancy dress parties just went one step further and I started to wear the reuse the costumes at, um, mm. at cons that I was going to. I used to be the only person in my group that would dress up. Really? Yeah, but um, it, it's it's great that you managed to have sort of like a, a an interest that became a passion. You did mention that your first cosplay at MCM was a bit dodgy. Would you like to divulge on that? Okay, um, so, right, there's a, there's a whole story surrounding this. So I originally wanted to go as Kate Bishop, but there was something with the place I ordered it from. They just didn't send it. And it was this whole massive thing. So I thought, oh God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I love Doctor Strange. Everyone knows I love Doctor Strange. It's, it's a thing. I love Wong. I love them all. But I was like, who can I do from Doctor Strange? And I literally went on Amazon and I bought a pair of scrubs. And I went as Christine Palmer. But the scrubs were way too big for me. Oh, it, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. You say scrubs and straight away I realised that you were going to say that you cosplay Christine, which in my opinion is an absolutely great idea. I wouldn't be too hung up on the fact that you said the scrubs were too big purely because you're talking to someone whose first cosplay was just chinos and a green hoodie and I said I was a green arrow. That's great though. Uh, I love that. Well, everyone has their starting points and yeah. if your starting point was a baggy version of Christine then that's what your starting point was. But at least you've got that as a reference to what you, where you are now. Um, yeah. You, you can see the growth. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I hope you can. <laughs> I definitely say you can see the growth. 
it was I felt ridiculously underdressed though that, that it was so, such a strange feeling I thought oh I'm just going to be in scrubs it'll be fine but I felt so underdressed just in and scrubs I, I can get that because when cosplayers go in cosplayers go in right mm, definitely yeah and I don't I, I don't think people really see and understand the hard work that goes into it looking on a TikTok page or on an Instagram or on the YouTube compilation videos. It's only really when you see mm. something up close and personal that you realize yeah. how much hard work goes into it. I've got a lot of friends, and I'm sure you have as well, that build, they sew, they work day and night while having full-time jobs yeah. on their cosplays. And the amount of effort they put in is absolutely phenomenal. Um, fact, my my friend built hers in October and I couldn't believe how much work she I mean she looked incredible she done fifth and amazing. she looked um, she looked incredible she put so much work into that we like she was sending us process photos the whole way and I was just thinking I could I don't think I could ever do that I wouldn't have the patience I think if you were to give it a go I think you'd catch the bug yeah. I think it's one of those things I kind of started to lean into that i can't really get away with it my girlfriend is a fashion designer so everything has oh. to be made by her so therefore when i start coming up with ideas she's like right how are we going to make this so i'm, I'm that, kind of in a situation where i have to get into it well that's a bit like my partner so at the moment we're making the dark hold for my wonder and where he's a tattoo artist he is very precise on everything so i say we're making it He's making it. I'm just watching. Because I'm not allowed to do anything. It's just you're just holding certain things in place. I am. Um, He's like, right, can we just can you just hold this? Just pin this here. I'm like, oh god, you're right. That's me. That's my job. I'm not touching it. Hey, I'm in the same boat essentially. <laughs> um, however, I do want to there is something I'm working on. I've publicized it everywhere, a Cody Rhodes cosplay, where I actually want to be able to walk around in that and say, I made this. Um, yeah, that's really cool. It's very adventurous. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it by myself. And I will probably get the help of uh, not only my girlfriend, but a lot of friends as well. But I'm divulging about me. This is all about you. <laughs> Let's go back to your first MCM. So you're in Baggy Scrubs. Talk to me about the whole experience from from start to finish. Was it what you expected? No. Um, no? No. Well, I'm, this surprises a lot of people to know, but I'm actually like painfully shy. So for me to walk into somewhere like that, it was terrifying for me. I was so scared. But honestly, I don't know why I thought this, but I just thought that people wouldn't be friendly. I don't know why. I think it's because, you know, I was like, no one knew me, but I was yeah, completely I wrong on that. Like everyone was so friendly. I have never met like a friendlier bunch of people in my whole life and people were talking to me I mean I wasn't really talking back to them but it's just because I was so nervous and shy and they probably thought I was rude but no it it literally changed I loved every second of it as much as I may have not seemed that I did because I was just scared I the, the whole vibe it just I don't know it brought something out in me where I was like I can do this I, I can be part of this and now I feel like I've maybe done it a little bit. Like I can go there and I've made friends. And it did. It, cha it changed a lot for me. I think the hardest thing is the making friends side of things, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like, you know, you're a newbie. The way how I saw it was like, you know, you was like the new person at school. Like 
people know you're there they're a bit funny about talking to you but then you make friends and when you do make friends it's lovely because everyone is just so nice I absolutely agree. I would say that I was, again, in a similar boat to you where I didn't know if I should go up to that person and say, oh, hey, your costume is really good. And I'm just start yeah. talking to people. I didn't want to be seen as just this oddball that would just randomly go up to people, start talking to them. It was just like, well, I don't know that person, but they're coming over to me and talking to me. That was I think once, once you get comfortable with doing that, knowing full well that that's kind of the whole point, it's a lot easier to make friends at con mm. and i'll say that for me i don't know if it's the same for you but i've made some really good friends that hopefully are friends for life at cons just from this journey that i've been on i've made some of the best friends that i've ever had in my life and i think it's because obviously we're all just adults dressing up at the end of the day that's what we're doing so you know the fact that we've all we all share like this mutual love for something is just really special and it's really nice and i had to fist pump for a second there because you <laughs> used a term that i absolutely love using myself and it is that we are just all adults playing dress up mm -hmm. that is literally what we're doing no two ways about it we're all in the same boat we're all doing the same thing and that's whether you've got a million followers on social media or that's whether you do 50 photo shoots at one con or whether you don't even do any photo shoots at con whether you go to the panels at con whether you meet guests at con whatever you do at con we are all doing the same thing and that's yep. we're running around this building playing dress up mm -hmm. that's all it is and it's bloody amazing it is. It's good fun. Anyone that's not into cosplay right now should get into cosplay. You should try it once. That's what I've always said. Always try cosplaying at a con once because you'll never go I'm, back. I'm trying to get my partner to do it, but right now he's very on He's very on the edge. He said he's going to do it once. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's saying about doing uh, Matt Smith's Doctor, you know, the one where he's got the beard. Well, I do approve of a Doctor cosplay. Yeah, we love a Doctor you do, cosplay. You do approve of a Doctor cosplay as well. I am so, quite proud of, of my Doctor one not gonna lie let's talk about that for a little while because okay. that's probably the cosplay where <laughs> i found you mm. uh, was your 13th doctor you do have an 11th doctor cosplay as well i've seen that yeah, i don't well. really do that much though I, I, I it's just the wardrobe cosplay i mean i love wardrobe cosplays but it's not like where i want it to be so it was just more of like a test i absolutely get that but let's talk 13 why cosplay 13 what made you want to cosplay 13 I just love how bubbly she is. And I know she gets a lot of stick and I can understand like some of the episodes were not great, but I am a firm person where I'm like, I'm sorry, but every single doctor, sorry, has had bad episodes. Like they all have, but I feel like this Jodie gets more of the stick because of, yeah, won't go into that. But I just, I just love how bubbly she is. I just think she's incredible. She just makes me really happy. <laughs> See, now, I love Jodie as the Doctor. I think she's yeah. infectious. I she think, is. yeah, she got let down by a bit of bad writing. Yeah, uh, but, but she did the best that she could with that writing. She was oh, incredible. I absolutely agree there. And uh, I, I honestly do think that she gets an unfair bad reputation and it's through no fault of her own. I think she had a brilliant team with her as well. Yeah, I think she's much better Doctor than people give her credit for. And I absolutely love seeing people cosplay 13. I really do. Mm -hmm. So let's wind back to MCM again. 
Okay. So what sort of things did you get up to? Did you visit any guests or was it just a case of hanging around with friends, it, taking it all in and just getting that first experience? I was literally just with my friend Emma the whole entire time. We just did not leave each other's side, apart from when we went to get food and she went missing for an hour because the queues for them food is ridiculous. But it definitely is, yes. Gosh, but no, we just... So obviously it was our first time there. We didn't actually know that there was an outside park. So I think we spent maybe the first half of the day just wandering around inside. And then we eventually ventured outside and that was where it was like the whole new experience. It was almost like walking into Narnia. Because everyone was just running around. Everyone was just dressed up. There were capes flying everywhere. Oh, it was mad. That was, we didn't really do much. We just wandered around, really. So that was your first con experience. Yeah. And your next con after that? It was MCM October. And how was that? After having, having the initial con experience and your second con, you kind of know what you're expecting. How did you find that? It was completely different to the first. Um, I was a lot more confident, I think, because I knew what I was expecting. And I had made like connections on social media with other cosplayers as well. So that one was surreal for me because I had people pulling me for photos and I was like, you want a photo of me? I was just a bit, because I was dressed as Jane. I was Mighty Thor. Brilliant. And that was just a bit surreal for me. Like, you, you want a photo of me? Are you sure? But that it's was, always odd, isn't it? It's always it, odd. Yeah. When, when, like, I don't there, know what to say. There's a difference between someone wanting a photo of you because you're dressed as a character, and then there's a difference when people just want a photo because it's you. Yeah. And I only really experienced that after lockdown, after I found social media. And yeah, it's slightly humbling if you ask me, when you are asked for photos because of who you are and not because of who you're dressed as. So the second MCM in October, did you go with the same person? Did you change up the groups? What changes did you make from the first time you went compared to the second time you went? Would you say that there were certain mistakes you made in the, fir at the first time that you learned from the second time? I think... My mistake the first time, obviously, I can't help being scared, but I think it was just being very scared to even speak to anybody. Like, I was just terrified of everyone. I I don't even know. I just felt like really, I don't know, like I was in like this weird bubble and I couldn't like, I just didn't know what to do. I was like quite panicky just because it was scary. But the second time, I just fully embraced it. I was like, I'm not going to be scared. I'm just going to fully embrace it. But cons are scary, especially your first one. It is really scary. But no, I went with the with the same group of people. Uh, a few a few others added on in that group as well, and we just had the most amazing time running around. I had photo shoots as well in October, which was a brand new experience for me because I'd never had a photo shoot in my life. So that was strange. Yeah, I'm still relatively new to the whole photo shoot thing as well. They are a bit daunting. Not da I mean, the photographers I worked with were absolutely amazing. They were so patient with me and I really appreciate them for that. But it was it was quite daunting. You know, you've got people watching you have a photo shoot done. And it was just like, oh, Lord. I don't know about you, but for me, as soon as someone's got a camera in front of me, I just completely forget everything about the character that I'm wearing. Oh, yes, hey, you should see some of my Jane poses. Like, I've got my hammer close to my chest and my fist out in front of me. Like, it's the other way around. <laughs> so bad. I'm the same. I had a 
photo shoot at Megacon with Ali, who is Papa Palpatine. He used to be Infinity Time Master. He changes his name every five minutes. <laughs> but um, we were the Doctor and the Master. When we were just taking pictures on each other's phones, it was fine. I was just like throwing out all the doctor poses. I was doing everything, pulling out all these props. I had so many props that day. It was ridiculous, including fruit. And then it came to the photo shoot. And all I had to do was the exact same thing that I've just done. I, I couldn't think of anything. I was just right. rabbit in headlights, just stood there. Yeah. And the poor photographer was probably thinking, what is this guy doing? That's how they must feel with me as well. <laughs> it was like I worked so one of the ones I worked with was Sal and he was like he was so nice bless him and he was going why don't you go on the floor and put your hammer in the air and I I was trying to do it I don't know what I look like he's never sent me that picture probably because it's awful but I think I had my hammer on the floor and my hand up and he was no no the other way around I was like, oh Jesus <laughs> so Sal was the same photographer that I was just talking about Oh, he's so lovely. He's brilliant. I like, he's, he's such a lovely bloke. And again, yeah. he was so busy that day and he was so patient with me, just like, um, um, what does the 10th Doctor do? I'm literally saying to him, just move my arms it. where you want them. I can't remember. <laughs> just move them. Position me. <laughs> the mad thing is, if I'm seeing a friend in a photo shoot and they're struggling... I could throw out any pose. Like, again, I'll use my girlfriend, Steph, as an example. She'll be the same as me, rabbit in the headlights. She'll be wearing Wonder Woman. I'll be throwing out all these Wonder Woman poses. Uh, <laughs> I did it for my friend, Jilly. She was Scarlet Witch, and she was unsure. And I was throwing out all these Scarlet Witch poses. Meanwhile, it comes to me, I'll be dressed as the Flash, and I, I, all I've got to do is look like I'm running, and I'll just forget that. I really want to see you do Scarlet Witch poses. <laughs> <laughs> well... When we finally see each other face to face at MCM, I will promise you I'll throw out some Scarlet Witch poses just for you. Perfect. I cannot wait. There we go. And it's it's on the podcast now. It's it's recorded conversation. I have to promise, right? It's got to happen now. It's it's not just you. I've promised. I promised all my listeners as well. <laughs> on the subject of MCM coming up, yeah, going to be your one year anniversary of Con. It is. What have you got planned? What's the lineup? How many days are you going for? What are you hoping to do this time that perhaps you haven't done last time? Well, it is really special. It's one year, which to me is mad that I've been doing this for a year. I didn't even think I would pass like six months of it. Um, and so it's really special. So I I got a creator pass, which I never expected to get. So that just makes things like even more special. Like, oh, it's my one year. And Congratulations. Thank you. It, it, I don't, it just feels, I don't know, almost like full circle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like one that. year. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really nice. Uh, I never expected to get it, though. I just applied on a whim and I got it, which was nice. But um, so I'm doing all, all three days, which will be my first day or my first time, sorry, doing all three days. And my lineup, I've already packed it so I don't forget anything. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm really prepared. No con crunch for me this time. Absolutely not. I mean, it's it's more than a month early. I know. It was just because. So all of my cosplays are like in another room in a wardrobe and I just didn't want to forget. So I went on a shoot not too long ago uh, doing Jane and I forgot half of it. I forgot my armband. I forgot part of my glove. So I just didn't want to forget anything. So I just put it all in my case ready. But so on the Friday, I'm doing Scarlet Witch, Multiverse of Madness, Scarlet Witch. 
um, Saturday, I'm doing Jane in the morning and then changing into Heather from Silent Hill in in the PM in the afternoon. And then I'm doing 13th Doctor on the Sunday. But I'm hoping that all my bits will be here for um, a different version of Jodie. Brilliant. Okay. That sounds exciting. Yes. Me and my friends have actually got a big Doctor Who day planned on the Sunday. So you'll have to get involved in that. Oh, 100%. I'd love to get involved in that. Hopefully, if everyone sticks to their promise, we've got every version of New Who Doctors on that day. Oh. If all goes to plan. Well, cosplayers are very indecisive. I've realised that now. I say every version. That excludes shooty, unless we find a shooty at Mm. this point. Um, And it also excludes 14 because I'm doing 10 and not 14. But most of them. Are you wanting to divulge about this different version of Jodie? Or is it a surprise? What's going on there? It's the Masters one. So you know when oh, she's yeah. got all of the bits on from all the other Doctors? It's that one. In, yes. I, yeah, I was trying to think of the, I was trying to think of the episode, but I just couldn't think of the episode. Power of the Doctor. That's the one. That's really oh, wow. the name. But yeah, um, so I've, I've what you mean if you say the masters look though, right? Yeah, well hopefully. But so I've got the jumper on the way, I've got the scarf on the way. It's just trying to find the the pin. I can't remember what it is. Is it in a celery? The celery pin. Is it make it? I'm planning to. I'm planning to just get a fake toy celery yeah. in half and then stick a pin on the back. I love how you're planning to get a fake toy celery. <laughs> you could buy them. <laughs> Use a real right. one, but I thought it might smell by the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not sure fresh celery is going to be uh, too good <laughs> by the end of the day. Being someone that at Megacon used a Satsuma and a banana as a prop for a day, that banana did not look great come the end of the day. That would have been brown and mushy. Yeah, it didn't look edible. It had been oh, a hot day. No. Yeah. Mistakes were made, but... You have to get a fake banana next time. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Or maybe just don't use the banana. Although the banana did go down well, so... (laughs) I suppose that's an option. Um, So talk to me about the other costumes you're doing. Why those costumes? What do they mean to you? So, Mighty Thor, she's like always going to hold a special place in my heart because she was my first actual cosplay. She was the first one I bought properly. Um, and I love the character. I think she's incredible. Yeah, she just holds a really special place in my heart because she was like my first, you know, my my, my proper, I, she was the first one I bought, like my first proper one I bought, and she, I wore her to October, and yeah, she just holds a special place in my heart for that reason because she was like the first proper one. Scarlet Witch, I've got a shoot planned with one of my friends where she's America, so she asked me if I could bring Wanda. That's why... Uh, Wanda's coming because I wasn't initially going to cosplay on the Friday because I'm getting in quite late. Right, yeah. So I'm going to be doing like half the day, so I wasn't going to cosplay. But she asked me if I'd bring Wanda, so we're now going to be doing a fun little America Wanda shoot, which I think is going to look amazing. I do like the suit; it's just very uncomfortable. No one realizes how uncomfortable Wanda can actually be. <laughs> so heavy. And... I think most Wanda cosplayers know though. I don't oh. think I've ever spoken to a Wanda cosplayer who hasn't told me that they're feeling a bit uncomfortable by the end of the it, day. It's just so heavy. I think because it contains like a lot of leather, like leathery bits, yeah. and there's just so much fabric. It's just so heavy. 
especially on the shoulders. Um, and then Heather from Silent Hill, she is my favorite horror film or horror film, horror game sort of hero. She always has been. I played Silent Hill when I was a teenager and there was just, I played all the games, but there was something about Silent Hill. Hill 3 that just really I, I don't want to say spoke to me because if anyone has played the game that's going to sound really bad <laughs> but it's there was just something about Heather and the fact that she's a teenage girl who is getting thrown into this world of monsters and she's having to fight her way out and I don't I, I feel like there's like a slightly deeper meaning to that especially when you play it as a teenager but she's great. I honestly, I recommend any everyone to go and play Silent Hill. If you love horror games, go and play it because it's fantastic. But I've got a really exciting shoot booked. I'm so excited for. Um, I found a pyramid head. That's one of the monsters in Silent Hill. And we're just going to do this really dark, gritty shoot. And I'm so excited for it. I've got so many ideas. I, I just, I can't wait. She looked incredible as well. She sent me over her photos today of Harris Pyramid Head and she just looks amazing. So I cannot wait. That does sound exciting. It's, it's great to hear someone have a bit of passion for a 90s video game. Uh, <laughs> I've, already, I've already confessed to you that the horror game genre is not really my area of expertise, but the games that we grew up with, it's, it's always exciting to see. And I don't think... 90s video games characters can sometimes get the the love they deserve um, oh no definitely not like i don't think anyone knows who like who i talk to i don't think any of them have played silent hill i'm trying to get them to but i don't think it's ever going to happen well you never know you never know like well they are remaking it they remake they remaster in silent hill too so that's coming out i think that's coming out next month or the month after and then they're doing a whole new film which honestly i screamed I screamed my house down. I ran downstairs to Aaron and go, they're making a new film. I remember watching, was Sean Bean in the first film? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I remember watching that. I do yep. remember watching that. And I believe Silent Hill 2 is the only game that I've ever partially played. Oh, it's a, Silent Hill that. 2 is great. It is great. But um, so the film is like, not really, it is based on the games, but it's, very loosely based on the games whereas there's a silent hill 2 film which is based on silent hill 3 game it's very confusing <laughs> right so silent hill 2 the movie is based on silent hill 3 the game yeah yes. that's, that's that's filmmaker logic for you yeah it's um, just, I, I don't get it but yeah well perhaps when the uh remastered silent hill 2 comes out perhaps i'll give it a go um, it's great honestly it's great no paid promotions on this uh, podcast. We're just talking, I promise people. But if Silent Hill wants to sponsor me, hi. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? Tap this girl up. So that's your plan for MCM. Have you got any other cons that aren't MCM coming up? Are you planning on branching out onto other cons? Is it something you want to experience too? I'm going to Secret Con which I'm really excited for because I've never been to a secret con. I wanted to go, was it in, was it in February? Gloucester. February? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was February. But it was just too far for me to get to. But the one in, oh, when is it? Is it September? Yes, September. Yeah, that, that's near me. It's literally down the road. Oh, so, that's definitely. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to that one. I've, I've, I've got like who I'm doing. 
I mean, I think I've already, um, I think I've put it on Instagram, but I'm planning on doing Missy, which I'm very excited for because I love Missy. Amazing. I'm never not going to get excited over a Doctor Who cosplay. Oh, I love Missy so much. I think she's fantastic. And 12, se- like 12 seasons is my favourite. So, and my friend's doing 12. Even so better. Gonna, yeah. So I'm really excited for that. But I think I might take Jodie as well, just because I think it'll be... I, I Personally, I think where it is is like the perfect place for Doctor Who things. Yes, I would agree. Other than Secret Con, anything else you might want to check out at all? Not really, I would like to go to a Mega Con. Yeah. Oh, I really want to go to that. Oh, is it for Love of Horror? It's not. I don't see anything as a cosplay place, but it's a convention for like horror fans, and I'm a massive horror fan. I'd really like to try that. Going um, cosplay. Going well, I do Scream. I do some of the girls from Scream. I do Jill and I forgot I completely forgot her name. Her name has left my head. Amber. That's it. I do Jill and Amber. So like, maybe I could go as one of those. Well there you but, go. Subtle cosplay, right? Yeah, it's just I love doing wardrobe cosplays and they're literally just wardrobe cosplays of things that I already owned. Who doesn't love a wardrobe cosplay? Especially when you want to get into putting a bit of content out there. Sometimes a wardrobe cosplay is quite, uh, quite handy. Um, yeah, and it does show as well that you don't need to spend hundreds on a cosplay. Like, you can literally use things that you get, well, that you've got in your wardrobe. Totally agree there. Again, it goes back into, you know, what, what I keep saying about everyone has their levels. Yeah. Everyone has their budgets as well. Yeah, exactly. And look, as as far as I'm concerned, if if you can look at someone in a costume and as long as you know the the product or the fandom that they're wearing, as long as you know that character, then that's a good cosplay to me. It's like my Heather, that's all wardrobe cosplay. I got all of that together in like a day. And I had a, a long orange jumper, but it was a turtleneck. I just cut the arms off because she's got a sleeveless orange jumper on. Just cut the arms off. Well, there you go. See, using what you've got. Yeah. There should be no stigma about using what you've got. There's no. everything that's there. Yeah. So that's your plans for cons. Yeah. What about plans for cosplays? Are there any that you're planning? Are there any that you're working on? Have you got any dream cosplays that perhaps you're not planning on just yet, but you know you want to do them one day? I feel like my list of cosplays is like too long i feel like there's just too many that i want to do and there's always people being added onto the list like oh i'd love to do that i'd love to do that it's just a never-ending list um but like i said missy she's the next one that i'm planning on getting and my doctor doing the other version i would love to do Catherine pierce from the vampire diaries like in her victorian dress that's like the big goal that's the, the massive massive goal i'd love to do her Oh, I want to do Lara Croft as well. I think she's quite cool. Uh, but we're going to do the old school video game, Lara Croft. Um, who else is there? God, there's so many. Oh, I would like to do Captain Carter. Um, I've wanted to do Captain Carter for a, a really long time. But my friend does Captain Carter and she's told me how uncomfortable the suit is. So that slightly put me <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh, her at MCM in October, bless her heart. Because <laughs> it was really hot and she was in the full stealth suit. Bless oh, her wow. Heart. Yeah. yeah. I I'm hot the... in Jane that doesn't have sleeves. Cosplays are hot. Like, even, are. even the ones where you think you're not going to get hot in them, they get hot. 
Oh, like Jane obviously wears leather trousers, and that heat we had in October, oh, we, no, that was a nightmare. But it, it was a very strange October last year. It was very warm. It Ooh, was. Honestly, the list is endless. I could probably name every character under the sun. And I would want to have done them at some point. But I think Catherine Pierce from Vampire Diaries in like the Victorian get up, that's like the big girl. I would love to do her. She's just incredible. I don't know if you've seen Vampire Diaries, if you haven't watched it, but Catherine Pierce is incredible and I and I love her. So I haven't I haven't watched Vampire Diaries, but I do know characters because people in my household have watched Vampire Diaries. So I've caught glimpses of episodes here and there. So mm. I, I, I know the character you're talking about and I've got a rough idea of the Victorian dress. Yeah, it's just like a big green, well. sort of, it's sort of green, frilly. Yeah, well, yeah, that is the one that I had in my head. Yeah, I'd love to cosplay her one day, but that dress is going to either be have to be custom made or I'm going to have to try and make it. Well, my friend Jade, she made a um, a big Victorian dress from scratch. And it's the first thing she ever made. And it looked absolutely phenomenal. So don't knock yourself before you've tried it. You might be able to pull it off and you might be able to uh, make it. I can't even sew. <laughs> you've got to start somewhere. There's tutorials on YouTube. I'm sure you've made the connections now with people that can sew. There are people out there that can help you. Yeah. Or there's this wonderful thing called money where people sometimes accept payment and they make it for you. So oh, yeah. that's, I might just do that one, to be honest. That's always an option for you as well. But I can assure you, you are not alone in having an endless list of dream cosplays. It's I think never ending. I think every cosplayer has. Oh, wait, like, no, sorry. I told a lie. My biggest, biggest dream cosplay that I would love to do one day and just rock up to MCM wearing it, right? I would love to do a Cyberman. Full Cyberman suit. Just rock up to oh MCM. Oh my God, that would be phenomenal. That would be I would love to do phenomenal. it. So, but I need to find other people to be Cybermen with me. So I would love to do the lone Cyberman, but he's, he's actually got a name. Um, absolutely I, terrifying one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to do that Cyberman. Um, but my my biggest dream cosplay, similar to you wanted to do a Cyberman, I want to do a Borg from Star Trek. I'm not sure what that is, but the name's funny. Let me Google it. I was going to say, your silence suggests that maybe you don't know what the Borg are. The Borg. The Let Borg. me have a Google. Star have Trek. a Google. Let's have a look. Go is it going to scare me? It shouldn't be. I mean... Oh, that's really cool. It's like a Cyberman, really. Kind of, which is why I bring it up. Very similar. So oh, I she's think... fabulous. Who is she? There's a woman That's one. I like her. Or queen. Oh, I like her. She's a bit fabulous. Well, there you go. See, perhaps you should get into Star Trek and do the ball. <laughs> I could be, I could be your minion for the day. Um, yeah, like I said, there's always an endless list. I think every cosplayer listening right now would agree that their list is endless as well. I do want to. It touch... becomes a bit addictive, doesn't it? It absolutely does. I do want to touch on something that we kind of mentioned in the middle of this, and that's the online content because you do a lot of edit, and your yeah. edits are really, really good. Are they? I think they are. A lot of other people do. I mean, you've got a lot of followers online, so that would suggest that they are good. So is that something that was maybe like a, a little passion project or is it just something you gave a go? It just worked for you? I was just playing about. It was like, I feel like, because I, 
with my edits, I, I obviously with Jane, I had Thunder. With Wanda, I had the powers. I feel like sometimes you just need a little bit, you know, more than just holding your hands in a certain position, like with Wanda. I feel like adding the powers in there is really cool. But I, especially with like the 13th Doctor, I, I feel like sometimes you just need that little bit, you know, just that little bit more with, with, with them. Just so it's, I don't want to say more fun to look at, but it's just more to look at, if that makes sense. Because there's only so many times I can pose up against my bedroom wall. So if I can add like a nice little background or some powers or something, I don't know. I, I just personally like prefer to look at them that way rather than just looking at my lovely cream wall. I agree. And I think if I had the, uh, if I had the ability or maybe even the, uh, the software to do so, I'd probably give, give, it, give it a play and give it a go as well. It's uh, all on Pixar. Just download Pixar. It's all on there. Well, there you go. Maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I'll yeah. download Pixar. And for anyone else that's listening that maybe wants to give it a go, there you go. Try try Pixar. That give it a download, Pixar. and we'll all give it a play together. Um, not sponsored again. Not sponsored again. Absolutely <laughs> not. And um, stay, staying on the subject of making certain things unique to you, your appearance. Mm. You're someone with piercings, tattoos, and unlike a lot of cosplayers. You leave them on show. Uh, you know, some cosplayers will get hung up on screen accuracy, so they'll use makeup to cover the tattoos up. I see that you aren't exactly one to use makeup to cover up the artwork. You keep your piercings in. Is that your mindset of that's keeping Charlotte as well as doing the character? Or is it even something that you're conscious of doing? Or is it just a case of, well, I've got these tattoos. I still want to show off the tattoos, but I still want to cosplay. They're, they're me. Like the ta- I mean, I am heavily covered in tattoos, uh, but they're me. You know, I don't want to change who I am 100%. Like, my partner did my whole sleeve on my arm. So, you know, I don't want to cover that up because I I love my tattoos. And I have had some stick online about the fact that that character doesn't have tattoos. That character hasn't got piercings. It's like, who cares? Like, I, again, I'm an adult dressing up. If I want to have my tattoos on show, I will. Like, I personally love them. And I know tattoos aren't for everyone. And if, they, if people don't like them, that's absolutely fine. But I'm not going to stand here and I mean I've got a lot of toes I'm not I, I'm not going to stand here and cover them all up like I love them I love looking at them and I mean my whole sleeve is Barbara Streisand because I love that woman so, wow yeah I love her she's great That's and phenomenal yeah you know they're they're, they're me they're, they're still me and I don't want to completely change who I am online. I still want to be me. And my tattoos are a part of me. And honestly, it would take me probably a whole day to cover up all the tattoos that I've got. It would take me a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're absolutely spot on. I think you should be able to keep a, keep a remnants of you. Because ultimately, cosplay is you doing that character, right? You know, yeah, you're not... I mean, when I first started... Um, I did have a panic and I wanted to cover up every single one of my tattoos. This was like right at the beginning. So this would have been this. Oh, no, this would have been for October. And I remember me panicking and my friends being like, don't worry, we'll help you cover them up. But I was like, there's going to be no time. But then I just sat down and thought, why am I going to cover them up? Like, why? If anything, it just sort of makes me slightly different to other cosplayers who are cosplaying the same character. Like, it just... That's slightly bit different. I don't mind it not being screen accurate. You know, it's still me 
and I loved them. I mean, I, I still do think they need to have a heavily uh, covered, tattooed doctor. I think that would be quite cool. I think it would be quite cool as well. Never going to happen. <laughs> probably not. Thank you, BBC. Especially now that Disney have, have got their mitts on it as well. But definitely, probably even less of a chance of a heavily tattooed doctor. I can't agree with you more. I always hearken it to the fact that the cosplay that I've done more than any other cosplay and the cosplay that I will continue to do more than any other cosplay is the Green Arrow. And I look absolutely nothing like Stephen Amell. But I'm not cosplaying Stephen Amell. No. I'm, I, I'm cosplaying the character. And I think... It's great that there are cosplayers out there that have the fortune of looking like certain actors mm. and more power to them to like, you know, take on the characters that those actors portray and going down that route. But we don't all have the fortune of having genetics that make us look like our favorite on screen characters. But I've said, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Ultimately, when you cosplay the Mighty Four, it's you do the Mighty Four. When you cosplay 13, it's you doing 13. And I'm a lover of tattoos anyway. I don't have any that are ever visible. I've only got one on my chest and one on my back. But I always... Two most painful places. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. The first tattoo I ever got was on my shoulder blades. I'm an absolute oh. idiot. Oh, uh, no. But, you know, the point that I was uh, going to make is that, you know, when I do see your cosplays, but I do see your tattoos and I do see your piercings. I'm one of these people that really appreciates the fact that you still want to encapsulate you within the character. Oh, thank you. And again, that's personal preference. But the mm. more important thing is it's a personal preference for you. Your cosplays are for you. And I think that's something that I just want to echo to everyone that's listening as well is that your cosplays are for you. You want to encapsulate that character to the point where you visualize that character and you become that character. And I think that's an important message to spread. And I think it's mm -hmm. an important message that you perhaps subconsciously have been able to spread using your content. I don't, you know, I, like I said, I bring it up now, but I don't even think you've ever really been aware of it. It's just you being you. Yeah, no, I've honestly, I've never realized that before. It was just, in all honesty, it was just me out of pure laziness, not wanting to cover them up. <laughs> but no, what, oh. that's not laziness. That's you wanting to keep a part of you. And I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to hide completely who I was. Like I don't, you know, that's that's not me. I'm a heavily tattooed body piercer. I'm not gonna hide them. Absolutely not. You're combining two passions, right? And yeah. That that's something that's really important as well. To keep hold of all types of passions. It's not just about you've got to keep this one separate from that one or that one separate from this one. There's no definition to what you can and cannot cosplay. And if you want to cosplay a heavily tattooed superhero, why the hell not? Well, exactly, this is it. But I have had people really have a go at me about it. But that's what I mean. It's personal preference. You know, some people love how my tattoos look against the cosplay. Some people absolutely hate it and it's their opinion, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change who I am just for it because I love my toes. I think and they're then, wonderful. There's no reason why you should change. So what was your first tattoo? It was one on my collarbone. I was fourteen at the time. It was done in someone's shed, but my friend, he uh, he passed away when I was around fourteen and he had the same tattoo there, so a load of us got it done. And it's one I will never ever touch. I won't even have it touched up now. It just it means too much to me. So it's just being left how it is. You call me out for having my first tattoo in a horrible place, and then you tell me you got a tattoo on your collarbone. I 
Collar pie is not too bad, but then I was 14 and in a shed. So they've it's probably not done right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like it's a very uh, sanitary environment. But no. hey, it's on there and it's done you no damage. So, uh, no, but it's absolutely uh, fine. It healed fine as well. Absolutely fine. And what about your latest one? Can you even remember? It was my, was it my back? I think it was my whole back. Your whole yeah. back. My whole back. Well, not my whole back. So it's like shoulder to shoulder, neck to like middle of my spine. Amazing. <laughs> what is it of? It's just a big mandala that just covers oh, the whole back. Brilliant. Yeah. I cried a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. Again, having had my shoulder blades tattooed, I can imagine. See, probably see, looks great now, but probably didn't feel great at the time. Oh, it was absolutely vile. It was it was horrible. Every time my friends go, my friends will go to me. I'm gonna get my spine tattooed. I'm gonna get my back tattooed. I'm like, oof, good luck. Yeah, just 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 don't do it. That's what I've always told. I would not recommend it to a friend. I really wouldn't. It's it took no. so my back. It was was it it was either three or four day sits that I had because it's literally dot work mandala. So it's all just little dots in a big mandala. Yeah, but it took oh, wow. me about. Three, Three or four day sits, so six hours, each, six or seven hours each time, and it was disgusting. Every no. minute of it, I hated every second. And I used numbing cream, but it didn't work very well. My back is tensing up just hearing this story. That's really, really painful. And last question on the tattoos: You mentioned you got your barber's tries and sleeve. Do you have a favorite tattoo? I do. It's my cat on my hand. So um, I know that tattoo. Rosie. I've seen that in your pictures. Yeah, it's my cat Rosie, but. Um, my partner tattooed it for, well, tattooed her for me. And about a week later, she ran away. So I think she had commitment issues. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I've never seen her again. But she's on my hand. She was, she was poorly, though. You know what they say when cats are poorly, they run away. So yeah. she was poorly. As a cat lover, that's adorable that you've got the tattoo, but also sad that she ran away. But that's why I make it into a joke so I don't get sad. Like, oh, she's got commitment issues. Like... I've got my other cat tattooed on my leg, but it doesn't look like her, so she's fine. She doesn't know right. her yet. So, so, so the rule is, non-accurate-looking pet tattoos are fine, but as soon as it's accurate, that's when we drive them away. Yes. So the one on my leg is mini, but it's like in a, it's like in a cartoony style. So she doesn't right, know yeah. her. Okay. So it's fine. She's still here. At least she's still got one cat, right? I do, and she's lovely. She's like a dog. I absolutely love cats. I've got a cat myself. Absolutely. They're great animals. Yeah, absolutely adore my cat. Just to bring it back round so that we don't end this on a slightly sad note. No. In way. <laughs> um, so your first year in cosplay, mm -hmm. how would you sum it up? Oh, life-changing. It has been life-changing. I know it's going to sound a bit weird, but it's been like magical. I didn't think something like cosplay would ever change my life. And it, it honestly has. It's just amazing. Like you said, everyone should try it at least once. But as soon as they try it once, they'll get hooked. So anyone that's listening to this, perhaps you're a fan of cosplay, but you don't actually do cosplay. Perhaps you go to cons, but you don't dress up. You've heard it from someone right now. It's life-changing. And it can be. Mm -hmm. It really can. It opens up so many avenues and so many doors, um, including this podcast. This podcast only exists because of the great cosplayers that are out there. Darla, I'm going to wrap things up. Before I let you go, did you want to share your social media handles out there? Is there anything you want to plug? Feel free right now to just plug away. Plug away. Okay, so my Instagram is shah.cosplays. 
My TikTok is Shah.cosplays, but with an extra S, that's literally all of it. Charlotte, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. What a story. And how great is it to hear the impact cosplay has had on Charlotte's life? Once again, MCN London is right around the corner. And I'm so excited to tell you that I'm going to be part of the Confidence to Cosplay panel hosted by Loz and Baz, known as Our Superhero Life. I think the world of these two, and I'm so excited to join you going cosplay, Alice's Pixels, Jilly Cat Cosplay, and my first ever guest on this podcast, Princess Ray Solo, as guests on the panel, Saturday the 27th of May, 1.30, the Cosplay Central stage. That wraps it up for this episode. I'll see you at MCM, and if I don't, I'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>